Let's talk about nanotechnology. Nanotechnology allows us to create new materials with qualities and functionality to create major advances in many areas. After witnessing the horrific problems created by the lack of access to clean water in the aftermath of the Asian tsunami and Hurricane Katrina, Michael Pritchard, an English engineer and expert in water treatment, was motivated to do something about it. He set about creating a simple and portable solution and just a few years later, magic magic, in 2009 he created a simple design of the Lifesaver water bottle. Lifesaver certainly doesn't look high-tech, with a hand pump on one end and a filter on the other. However, Preacher realized early on in the design stage that conventional filters were able to capture most bacteria but not viruses, which are far more microscopic, so he decided to look to nanotechnology. Nanotechnology involves building things on an atomic scale, using atoms as building blocks makes it possible to create unique materials called nanocomposites, and even tiny programmable assemblers called nanomachines. These nanomachines can self-replicate and build other nanomaterials, creating greater efficiency in the technology and allowing for fantastic innovation potential. This technology has allowed us to create materials with interesting properties. For instance, nanocomposites that are considerably stronger than steel can be produced at a fraction of the cost. Nanoscale comp components are being used to, to improve the efficiency of energy technologies, particularly in solar cells. So you can see nanotechnology has got a wide range of applications in clean tech, in biotech, in health tech. In the case of the Lifesaver, nanotechnology allows Preacher to create a much finer filter that removes everything there is to remove. This filter makes the water safe to drink without the need for expensive chemical or energy-intensive methods. Far from limited to improving filters, nanotechnology has the potential to boost the progress in any number of areas. As a relatively new technology, we've only just begun to realize its potential. If we want to talk about abundance in terms of energy sources, then we don't really need to look much further than just simply the sun. It's estimated that the solar power in the deserts of North Africa is enough to supply 40 times the world's current usage. Then question is, with so much energy available from one source, why are we not capturing more of it? Right? Why are we not capturing more of it? Many of the areas where solar power is most readily available do not have the money, industry or political stability to create the infrastructure to capitalize on this bounty. The price and relative lack of efficiency of first generation solar cells was surely a big factor in the lack of take-up. Since then, huge strides have been made in improving the efficiency of solar power through the use of thinner layers of silicon of nanotechnology to concentrate the solar energy and of small, smarter capturing systems that follow the sun. Wow, that's a wow, okay? As advances in efficiency encourage greater acceptance, larger scale production allows for increased affordability, creating a virtual cycle. 
Solar prices are estimated to be dropping by 6% and capacity growing by 30% annually. Despite this continuing trend, the age of solar panels covering rooftops may only be a fleeting one, as advances have meant that we can now create much smaller yet increasingly efficient cells. In fact, we may not need rooftop panels at all. New energy technologies has recently found a way to turn an ordinary window, yes, ordinary window, just like your window in your accommodation, into a solar panel by using the world's smallest organic solar cell. Wow, exciting. They're not only far smaller, but also perform 10 times better than today's commercial models. Okay, so this is the content for today's podcast. I hope you really enjoy it and see you next week or probably tomorrow. Okay, bye.